by relevance Because of what we've been through We share different points of view Despite relevance We agree to disagree But move forward in unity No matter who we are Or where we're from No matter who we know Or what we've done Despite relevance well, Sometimes things don't always go together But we'll get through this together Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Despite Relevance. My name is MCK and I am your host. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to extend a warm welcome to you. However, if you've been with us since season one, you already know how we get down. Thank you for tuning in as well once more. So I want to end my greetings there because I'm excited to speak with you and share today's episode. So let's get started. This month's topic is called I Understand Moses. I'll be honest, this may not be one of the fuzzy episodes where you leave feeling light and airy. This one, if you take what I'm sharing to heart, is going to require you to do some work. It's going to require you to believe and achieve. So for those who don't know, Moses, according to the Bible, Moses was the prophet who led Israel out of slavery in Egypt and brought them to the edge of the promised land. He is responsible for writing the first five books of the Old Testament. If you recall hearing about or learning about the Ten Commandments, he is the one that God gives those commandments to so that he can share them with the rest of the Israelites. So in, in effect and in summary, he is one of the defining characters of our faith. All right. So what I want to talk about is how he got there. One of the first things we notice about Moses is that he was chosen for the task assigned to him, period. And the beautiful thing about it, was that even when Moses was unsure of himself and whether he could carry out these things, God never changed his mind about him. That's where you and I come in. God has not changed his mind about us. Not even for a second. Not even when you had that bad day recently when you wanted to give up. He still didn't change his mind. It's settled and you're it. I give you permission to pause this episode to collect your tears, your thoughts, and your feelings. You ready? Everything you'll ever do, big and small, etc. God the Father has already chosen you for it. You are pre-approved for success. But let's take let me let me just take us back for a moment. Because I just mentioned that at one point Moses was unsure. Interesting, huh? Well, let's turn to Exodus chapter 3. That's where Moses has an encounter with God, and that's where he hears what he's been chosen for. And it's also where he tries to make a case for why he's not the one. Before I read this, remember what I said a few moments ago about God not changing his mind. So I'm going to take you to Exodus chapter 3. And then I'm going to take you to Exodus chapter 4, 1 through 15. So I'm going to take you to Exodus chapter 3 now. Let's go. And this is coming from the King New King James Version. And it says, Now, Moses was tending the flock of, Jer of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take off your sandals. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a land, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of Israel, of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now, please, let us go three days to journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, not not even by a mighty hand. All right, I'm going to stop there. And now I'm going to go to Exodus chapter four. 
And I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 15. Because this is, again, where Moses begins to try to talk to God and tell him that he's not the one. Okay? So this is chapter 4. And it says, when Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has, a, has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be that if they do not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on dry land. And the water that you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Verse 11. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the man's, um, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Verse 15. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and I will teach you what you shall do. All right. So that may have felt like a lot of information, but I wanted you to hear what it sounds like when we try to change the trajectory of our destiny. So I understand Moses because although you and I don't have the exact same directive as he did, there's probably something on your heart that you know you should be doing. And you think it's too big. You think you don't have enough resources, enough skill, enough courage. And you may even think that you're not enough as a human being. And I get that. But what I want you to remember is that just like God sends Aaron to assist Moses, he can send you the helpers you need to. And sometimes it takes a team for the dream. So what should you do now? Now I need you to become comfortable with using your gloves. Now, what I mean by that is that I need you to use what's already in your hands. The overall goal may be large, but what little step can you start taking now? Can you start doing research? Can you go speak to someone about the business loan? Can you go shadow people who are already doing the work? I don't know each of your circumstances of those of you who are listening today, but here's what I do know. I know that you've got to get to work. 
Start becoming comfortable with getting started. And what I also know is that if you convince yourself to stay stuck right now, you'll wish you had gotten started sooner. You will wish you could recover the time you let fear steal from you. You will wish your gloves were on and working. And think about that. Think about that disappointment you'll find with yourself when you realize that you let years pass you by and the work could have been started earlier. You'll wish your gloves were on. So stay in peace and not pieces and keep your gloves on. Until next time. Peace.